Hello, I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine. I'm here with Nikki Meza, Director of Energy and Sustainability for Honeywell Building Technologies. And today we're talking about some new funding coming from the Department of Energy to help improve energy efficiency and resiliency in commercial buildings. Nikki, thanks for joining me. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Janelle. It's a pleasure to, to join you today. So, Nikki, the Department of Energy recently published a notice of intent to provide $225 million for state and local governments to improve energy efficiency and resiliency in commercial buildings. And at the same time, many major cities are putting in place requirements around building energy efficiency and emissions. What do these two things mean together for building owners and managers? You know, I, I think uh, these are really exciting actions on the part of uh, the, the federal government as well as the, the state and local governments. And, um, you know, I think part of the trends that we're seeing with uh, with building owners is that building owners are making more and more uh, commitments towards reducing their carbon emissions. And they're making pretty hard and very public uh, commitments around carbon emissions um, and then their investors are also asking them, you know, their investors are looking for to invest in companies that have very clearly outlined sustainability goals. And then on top of that, their tenants want to live in buildings that are, you know, that are more sustainable and provide healthier environments. So but the thing is, in order to have, you know, more sustainable buildings, healthier buildings, um, buildings that can be more climate resilient, that requires investment on the part of uh, building owners. So I think, you know, the, the steps that the, uh, the government is, uh, is taking can, will actually help building owners to be able to um, support and achieve these goals. Um, you know, first of all, if you look at the, the $225 million in funding uh, from the uh, Department uh, of Energy, this, will, this gives a greater emphasis on energy efficiency. And it's really, you know, energy consumption in buildings, um, you know, over, uh, over about a third or more uh, of um, carbon emissions comes from energy consumption um, in buildings. So that putting that emphasis uh, by the DOE and implementing uh, building energy codes that um, can help uh, that can help you become more um, energy efficient, as well as the the uh, what I think is very very interesting is that the studies that has that have been conducted by the DOE as well as ASHRAE um, have shown there's there can be significant cost savings for building owners as well. So those cost savings can help them offset. Uh, uh, the um, uh, the investment that they might have to make towards those energy efficiency measures. So I think one, it's it's really positive in that way that helps um, building owners to be able to implement uh, those those initiatives. Second of all, um, you know we're all starting to see that you know cli these climate events, weather events, whatever you want to call them, they're having a huge impact in uh, building owners to be able to have continuous operations. So if building one of the, uh, the the things that's happening with the later and the more modern uh, building codes is that they allow buildings to be more resilient. Um, unfortunately, though, today, only two of uh, two out of three communities in the U.S. have adopted the the latest building codes. So the re recent analysis from uh, FEMA states that based on the building code uptake and about 39 states fell into the lowest categories. Um, that means that they're going to be less resistant to when there is a, a climate change event. 
So I think that that's another area that can be beneficial. And then also, if we look at the uh, the uh, what we call the BEPS or the uh, Building Energy Performance Standards uh, that are being implemented at a city and municipality level, and 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 at the federal level, they're looking at you know how to create a common standard as well that could be used by by states and municipalities. That's really important because uh, the way I like to look at it is you know how do you lose weight if you don't have a way to compare yourself to someone, you know, that might have the two metrics that someone that's of your similar height, similar uh, build, right? How do you lose weight if you don't have that kind of profile? And I think that's what uh, building energy performance standards really bring to the table is they allow building owners to be able to understand what their carbon emissions and what their energy consumption is against other buildings of similar building size, similar type, used for you know similar uh, capabilities and start to understand if they're higher and lower in terms of their building consumption and then be able to enact those those measures so i think that you know all of these trends are are very very positive uh, the other actually third thing i would uh, uh, add that i think is really um uh, exciting is in the inflation reduction act uh, that uh, that recently got passed uh, one of the really interesting things in there is section uh, the is the expansion of section 179d which essentially expands the credit when a uh, building owner invests in an energy efficiency project and it increases that credit from uh, $1.80 cents per square foot to $5 per square foot and that's that's pretty significant um so i think that that's another area that helps building owners be able to implement and invest in these uh, carbon emissions uh, initiatives. Great. What does this funding from the Department of Energy mean for local governments and building industry professionals who are looking to reduce their carbon footprint? And is there any inf information available yet on what this funding can be used for or maybe how to apply for it? Yeah, so uh, some of the things um, uh, that we're seeing is that the $225 million uh, from the bipartisan infrastructure law will be used to support building energy code adoption, enforcement, training, and technical assistance at the state and local level. Uh, you know, one of the, the challenges is, is really making sure that the, the states, um, as well as, you know, building owners understand the benefits of implementing uh, these, these building energy codes. And sometimes that's really what's missing and, and what's lacking is that lack of understanding of how this could actually help in terms of reducing their energy consumption and their energy costs. So I think the first area the DOE is, is doing is making sure that that, that training is out there. Um, as well as, you know, one of the things that happens, um, it's common that at a state and local level that sometimes like the fire codes, uh, compliance around fire codes, things like that become higher priority because it can be, you know, fire codes can be seen as more critical um, so helping, again, uh, understand that, you know, yes, fire codes can be critical, but also building codes can be critical in the face of uh, uh, being able to uh, be less vulnerable to uh, climate change. So I think those are some of the, uh, the areas there. Also, the DOE is launching a resilient and efficiency code uh, program to advance energy efficiency and resilience, uh, resiliency through the, uh, uh, the building codes. And so what uh, the DOE projects that they can deliver about 138 billion in, uh, in energy cost uh, savings. So what we're seeing is that the, the funding will be in the form of a competitive grant program uh, to enable sustained cost-effective implementation 
uh, of these uh, building energy codes. Um, and so the full there, um, so the funding will be focused on six areas that they're providing. It's on the uh, state and local code adoption, workforce workforce development, so that you know contractors, construction engineers can understand the benefits of implementing these codes in existing or new construction. Um, how to do implementation and compliance of these codes, um, and just you know equity, energy, environmental justice, as well as partnerships. So those are some of the areas that we're we're seeing um, how they're investing the uh, the funding for this. What exactly do building owners need to know to take action regarding these laws and the current state of their buildings? Yeah, you know, I think it's really important for building owners to um, to be able to understand, you know, what building codes have I implemented when I when I built the building and what 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 do I have in my buildings? A lot of times. You know, um, as I said, it's it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like you know understanding where you want to be in terms of your uh, your uh, body uh, composite, right? And uh, a lot of times, uh, building owners don't know that. What what you know what equipment am I using in these buildings? How dated is the uh, equipment uh, that I am uh, using? Um, you know, what are what are the how behind am I? Because a lot of times, what we see is the codes. You know, they might um, a lot of times, you know, building owners might think, oh, I'm on ASHRAE 90.1, which is the latest version. But they might be on the 2007 version. Right. Which doesn't give you as much benefit as the latest 90.1 versions. So I think, you know, um, it's really important for building owners to be able to understand um, their building assets, the energy consumption, what building codes that they currently have. Um, and be able to and start um, using um, solutions to be able to track and and manage uh, that. Um, I think that's that's really critical for uh, for building owners. These regulations around uh, efficiency and emissions are being put in place city by city rather than at the state or federal level. What are the challenges of having these laws be so localized? And do you think national guidelines are in the works? You know, I, I I like to compare. It's kind of it's something I, I definitely, you know, think about. And uh, I think it would seem like just having um, this having a national uh, building energy performance standards right or at a federal level and then enforcing them at a federal level might make the most sense. But, you know, if you look at um, how today building energy codes are are implemented, right, the Building energy codes are decided by a number of different uh, uh, associations and organizations, right? ASHRAE has 90.1. The uh, IECC has has as well for the residential side. Um, so there's different ones, and those get reviewed and adopted by the DOE. And once that's uh, that's completed, then it's really up to the state and municipality level to decide how they're going to adopt and implement those. And I think that's really the, the would be the best approach for uh, building uh, energy performance standards as well. You know, and, and uh, uh, the federal level is working on that, is, is coming up with federal um, uh, building energy performance uh, standards. And their goal is to first implement that. I mean, you know, the federal government has probably the, the is probably the, uh, the biggest building owner in the United States. So their goal is to first uh, create these uh, these BEPs or these standards and then implement this across their portfolio of buildings, be able to identify the benefits that they saw from uh, from implementing those. And then that gives a guideline to the to the state and the and the local level. 
Um, so I think that that would be the, the best approach. However, I will say, you know, having talked to many of the, the cities and municipalities that are implementing this um, in Washington, D.C., you know, in Colorado, in Seattle, New York, um, there is a huge benefit of implementing it at the at the local level as well, because, you know, I think it's incredibly important to make sure that all of the stakeholders buy in to the performance standards, how they will be implemented, how they will uh, get enacted. And so they go through a very lengthy process of, of doing that and getting their input, um, making sure that once it's ratified, that can it can be um, successfully uh, executed and they make sure that they're getting buy-in from the community, from the from the business, as well as government, utilities, and, and so on. So I think that that's, uh, you know, still a, a, a so I think that's, that's really critical that that's happening today as well. With this funding from the DOE and these local regulations in mind, how do you get started on a sustainable building project? Obviously, every building owner will need to find unique solutions, but what are some takeaways that will apply to many projects? Yeah, you know, I think um, this is, you know, really, really important, um, uh, you know, for uh, building owners to be able to look across their portfolio of buildings. Um, You know, if you look at commercial buildings, they are the most egregious offenders for carbon emissions. The the building industry accounts for 37 percent of the world's direct and indirect uh, carbon emissions. Um, So I think it's, it's incredibly important that building owners move towards more sustainable uh, buildings. It's, it's important for our planet to, uh, uh, to be able to survive and, and thrive. So, um, and, and the, like I said, you know, many building owners aren't even aware of the carbon that their buildings are, com- are emitting. So I think the, um, uh, you know, uh, for us at Honeywell, uh, the energy efficiency of buildings is very core uh, to our business. So, you know, the, the areas um, where we're really looking at help or we are helping building owners with is providing them with software solutions that can basically assess, uh, visualize um, op- and optimize their building operations. So by being able to assess, you know, first is really being able to understand, you know, what is the, the carbon emissions that my building portfolio is emitting? Um, what is the energy consumption of those uh, those buildings? And what are the assets that are causing that energy consumption? Is it the HVAC? Is it the plug loads? Is it the lighting? Um, and what time of day and what's causing that to be high? And what percent of that is energy waste, right? In, in achieving energy efficiency, what we find is half of that energy is usually wasted, you know, just someone leaving the, the air conditioning on when there's no one in the room, right? So really using software to be able to assess and identify and then um, using AI and machine learning algorithms to continuously optimize those building operations. So I think that's really, um, you know, what is very, very critical for building owners to be able to achieve their um, carbon emission goals is to be able to understand that piece and take advantage of the, uh, the building energy codes um, that are being recommended um, at a national and state and local level and making sure that you're at the, the latest level. Um, this will also help building owners to be able to comply to those, uh, you know, uh, building energy performance standards, because I, I don't think it's a question of if, uh, you know, your city or municipality is going to implement those. Already 140 cities in the U.S. have carbon emission goals. So it's only a matter of time where they start to implement uh, building energy performance standards. So it'll help building owners be prepared 
um, when that that time uh, comes. Great. Nikki, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, sure, no problem. Let me know if you have uh, any further uh, questions. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.